I don't know about you, I'd be taking off that fucking wedding dress, bruh. I'd shimmy out of that thing. At least in my bra and underwear, I can run like a motherfucker. <laughs> two bitches, yeah, two bitches, two bitches just watching TV. <laughs> Bitch. Hi. Hello. Welcome to Bitch Watch. Yes. We don't have too much to talk about, so I figured we would just open the floor on Witsy's, I'm sure, lovely, just endearing opinions about Harper's Island and how it ended. Thank you. When you and I watched a movie for an upcoming surprise guest episode, you threatened multiple times to burn that guest house down. If you compare that movie to this TV show, we're gonna have a fight. I have the floor. I have the floor. Get fucked. I'm the judge. Get out of here. Shut up. <laughs> Overruled. <laughs> you threatened to burn the guest's house down yes. several times. Uh-huh. You have said sort of apologized to said guest. I don't actually you didn't apologize. I did not apologize. You didn't apologize. Fucking ever. So I take that back. You did not apologize. But you made peace with the guest. Uh-huh. Yeah. We all laughed for at the, the most guest. Part. Yeah. So you threatened to burn his house down for the movie that he made us watch. I have been to your house. I know where your house is. I now feel the feeling of wanting to burn your house down. Throwing rocks at your windows, pooping in your front yard. It wasn't that bad. It was 13 hours long. At least the movie was over in two. <laughs> All right. That's okay that you feel that, that strongly. I hated this show. I messaged a friend after it was over and said, fuck Harper's Island. Fuck this show. I'm so angry right now. What part made you angry? Let's let's have a little therapy session. What triggered this rage? What was the initial thing that made you go, fuck this? It started. <laughs> the first five minutes. Yeah. So I go into the show completely blind, as we all know at this point. I went into it completely blind. I yes. didn't love the first five episodes. I didn't love mm -hmm. the middle four episodes. The oh. first five were super slow. They are. And it's painful. It's like watching paint lost. dry. It's so slow. Oh. <laughs> I said lost and you're like paint dry. Same thing. <laughs> Awful. The middle chunk at least starts ramping up and you start finally mm -hmm. feeling some consequences of who's dying. But there's still no sound logic as to why people are dying, who's doing it in the middle. Mm -hmm. And then in this last stint, the audience just gets told, this is the killer, this is the killer's, I'm just going to spoil it, this is the killer's assistant, this mm -hmm. is why they're doing it, and it makes no fucking sense. It's twofold. One, they're psychopaths. Of course it's not going to make sense hit anyone except for them. But yes, the reason I picked it for summer shorts is one, it's near and dear to my heart. I love it. I, it's something that I watched as a kid and I just kind of loved it. Also, the actor that plays Henry fucking Jimmy. Ugh. I didn't see him with his shirt off once in this. We could watch Covert Affairs. We'd see him without a shirt a lot. He bulked up for that show a lot. He plays a blind CIA agent. Okay, put that on the list. But that's not the point. That's not the issue at hand. And also, it's one of those things of a campfire. I feel like, you know, like a campfire scary story is what this gave me the vibe of. There's not a lot of logic happening, but that's not really the reason it was made. It was made to be campy. It was made to not completely make sense. So I understand. I knew that you would either love it or hate it. And we have come to the conclusion that you do hate it. So that's okay. Yeah, it hurt our friendship a little bit. You don't know that, but the fact that you and I <laughs> might have liked this upsets me a little bit because... Okay, when I say that you might have liked this, like, it's so ridiculous that you liked it. No. Like, if you could hate watch something, then I felt like you could maybe hate love watch this. Yeah, no. 
I don't typically I don't typically hate watch shows. That's okay that you don't like it. And we watched the last two episodes yesterday. Mm-hmm. And you were like, I'm so excited. And I was like, I am so excited to fucking finish this dumpster fire, <laughs> train wreck, global warming crisis TV show. The killer starts hinting his son, his son. And, you know, there's the red herring of the other character. And I just thought, mm-hmm. oh my God, has this girl been making out with her half brother this whole time? And I was cackling, clapping, losing my shit because I forgot about that twist. I completely forgot. The red herring in like episode fucking 11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. That's why I fucking lost it because I I remembered the scene with Henry and Trish, but I did not remember the files and Madison finding that someone else on the island was being kept tabs on by the sheriff. It was a trek for you. It was a pleasure for me. So sorry. This must must be what it's like to go hiking with someone that likes to hike. I love to hike. Yeah, I would just be miserable the whole time. <laughs> Physically, when I can, I love to hike. The day after, I do not. But the d- daring, I love hiking. So yeah, there it is. I like hiking and you don't. If you like hiking, watch Harper's Island. If you don't, don't. <laughs> If you don't like to hike, hit me up. I have some actual good show recommendations for you. Okay, fucked. <laughs> Backstrom for one. I treated you to Backstrom and you gave me this. No, no, it was not a treat. It was bullshit because I enjoyed all of it on a whole. But the last few episodes are what I enjoyed the most and I don't get any more of that. So, But you still enjoyed it. The only pleasure I'm going to get from this show is when we hit end on the end of this recording because then I won't have to think about it. Well, then let's go ahead and get closer to that moment for you, shall we? Please. All right. Of course, we're doing episodes 10 through 13 because that's all that's left in the series. Thank God. Episode 10, snap. So Madison leads the group to believe that the sheriff is the man who kidnapped her. Which, by the way, we fucking forgot to mention at the end of the last episode. (laughs) Because we had planned to record last episode right after we finished watching the episodes that came before it. And then Mm -hmm. we got interrupted by my husband who wanted to go to bed. So we recorded the, the analysis a few days later and totally forgot this pivotal point to the plot. Yes. Which is Madison tells everyone right at the end of the episode of episode nine and then it picks Mm -hmm. up at episode 10 that the man who took her was the sheriff. Yes. Which leads everyone for this hour to believe that Sheriff Mills is the one who's killing everyone. Right. When I say everyone should have gotten on a boat and said, fuck you, kid, and took off into the sunset when they could, this kid, if she would just not be a lying little sack of shit, we might not be here. But also, let's talk about the not making sense part, because I, I will admit when this show does not make sense, this killer... John Wakefield, a pivotal part of his plan was banking on that this little shithead child would actually lie long enough for him to do what he needed to do. Just, yeah, you know. I know whenever my master plan, I'm building one, I'm like, mm, yes, let's rely on the 12-year-old. Well, he'd been befriending her the whole time. Also, spoiler for the end of this episode, it's John Wakefield all along. It was John all along. And Gigi, his son. (laughs) Yeah, he's not actually dead. So yeah, everyone thinks it's the sheriff. And the group decides to leave the island on Jimmy's boat. But after seeing the dead cops that have been called in, the state police, we'd mentioned earlier previously that state cops had been called in to retrieve JD when JD was still alive. And of course, now JD is dead. The audience sees the hand of someone in a sheriff uniform shoot the state police. The group gets up to the docks and they see dead cops floating in the water. Shane is trying 
trying to fuel up Jimmy's boat and he realizes something's not right. He starts calling for everyone to get off the dock. He tries yelling at Jimmy to get Jimmy off the boat, but it's too late and the boat explodes. The dock explodes along with all the boats, including the one that Jimmy's on. Similarly to how it exploded whenever John Wakefield was on the island previously. Yeah. As they're all running off the dock, they also start getting shot at. They run off and they take refuge at the cannery where Nikki shows up. The cannery's the bar where Nikki shows up in fear. She's confused why they broke in. She's confused why they had the doors barred. She doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. Maggie, the old bitch from the the Candlewick, decides, you know what? He's not interested in the locals. He only wants one of you, some of you, the ones of you that don't belong. So I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna get up out of here. Which people made a great point of Reverend Fane is dead. The deputy was dead in the in the place where JD was being held. Like, there are locals dying. Like, what are you on? Kelly died. Kelly died. And she's just like, nah, fam. I'm an old white bitch. I'm gonna fucking walk my ass home. Fuck y'all. So she walks out of there and I fully expected to just watch her be lit up like a Christmas tree. <laughs> But no such luck. She steps on a landmine. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, uh, they hear something on the roof. They get nervous. And then her body is suspended down from a rope. She's being, yeah. she she's hung from the sign. Just slap it on the window. <laughs> yeah. The <laughs> Her Jesus. ugly ass wig. Yeah, it was awful. So after creating a small diversion made out of whiskey bottles, rum bottles, alcohol, basically making Molotovs. Cal and Sully make a run for Nikki's car because they they remember that Cal has rented a boat that may still be in a separate harbor. And if they can get that sailboat, they can sail it around to a rendezvous point and then everyone can get on it and escape. They take off and of course, spoiler, I'm going to say Wakefield, we already know, is shooting at them while they're running and Cal gets hit because he runs to the wrong side of the car because this is America, not Britain. Sully gets him into the car and drives away. Cal tells Sully to make a mad dash for the boat. Sully does not do that because he knows Cal is about to bleed out and he takes him to an infirmary of sorts. I don't know if it was the doctor's office, what the they deal was. They kept calling but... it the clinic. Yeah, the clinic in town, I guess. Sully ends up getting talked through pulling a bullet out of Cal chest by what looks like a cow that has the Spanish influenza. <laughs> it's rampant on this <laughs> on this island. Everyone who looks like they're about to die looks like they have the Spanish influenza. So yeah, and then Cal makes it and they go to the dock and uh, that boat is no longer there, unfortunately. While all that's going, hours later, the sheriff's truck back at the cannery delivers the gang an unconscious Jimmy. They thought Jimmy was dead. Homie not dead. No, 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 friend. He just unconscious. And so they bring him in and they start tending to his wounds, but he's just not waking up. This prompts Abby to end up actually going back to the Candlewick Inn because she found her room key taped to Jimmy's hand as a sign. When she gets there, she finds her father. She blames him for the murder. She confronts him on everything. And he constantly is just telling her that it's been Wakefield all- It was Wakefield all along. And that he would never do that and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But she doesn't believe him at first until she does see a walkie-talkie sitting in the room. She finally comes to the realization, you know, because he's just standing there in front of a window, not able to move, sweating like a pig for no reason. She asks him if she is Wakefield's child. He says, no, you're my daughter. Always remember that. Mentions that he traded his life for Jimmy's and then gets yoinked out of that window <laughs> in an elaborate pulley system to where he is yoinked through these giant bay windows and then hung via pulley and truck. He's hung. He's hanged. Abby runs outside, stares at his body, when then she is confronted by Wakefield, who disarms her 
and then says some dumb shit. You look just like your mother. We saw the mother. She looks nothing like her. No, does not. She doesn't have a terrible wig. Notable deaths in this episode. All right, the two state police officers, they don't matter. Maggie, old bitch, and then, of course, Charlie. Abby's dad. And Frank, at the very beginning of the episode, they walk in and everyone's staring at Catherine dead in that chair who's been sheared through the back. Frank, there's a quote about how they found her, but also they found her in the solarium, which we had something to say. So there's two back-to-back quotes here. It really looks like she just perioded everywhere. (laughs) That's a rich-ass person word. Right? Solarium. Solarium. Thanks. Also, a few quotes from us asking, you know, the important questions, such as this. So here's my question. Where the fuck is everyone else on this island? In their bomb shelters on their hands and knees, kissing their asses goodbye. Thanks, Frank. Also, whenever there's a scene before Cal leaves the bar where he gives Chloe the ring to hold on to because he's got a question to ask her when he gets back. Yeah, there's a quote here. Well, he's gonna die. Thanks. Thanks. I thought surely that was foreshadowing that he wasn't going to make it. Well, he didn't in the next episode. (laughs) Episode 11. Splash. So it is revealed that Wakefield has been quote unquote friends with Madison since the day everyone arrived on the island, which... Yeah, I mean, guys, if your weird 12-year-old daughter is mentioning that she has friends on the island, you should probably, I don't know, follow her. Find out who the friends are, who she's talking to. Could be a pedophile, could be a mass murderer. Either way, probably good to know. Especially since she labeled him her special friend. Yeah. Yeah. Be worried about that, folks. Which I loved that they make her so weird that we immediately assume that it's a, a ghost. I assumed she meant an imaginary friend. Yeah, or an imaginary friend, but no. While at the cannery, Madison informs everyone that Mommy, he's here. <laughs> her special friend. Nikki immediately grabs for a gun, but she's too slow. Wakefield's already busted in the front door and he kills her, which is unfortunate because apparently no one can shoot this man. Everyone's a terrible shot with these shotguns. Shane ends up self-sacrificing, distracts Wakefield and goes toe-to-toe with him. He didn't, he didn't do too bad. I mean, he got some licks in, but he did get skewered and hung eventually. While the girls all run to safety, they end up going to a bathroom for some reason instead of out the front door. Trish stays behind. She tries to shoot him through the door. He cannot be shot through a door. Homie like bops on it and then like stands behind the wall. Like he already knows what's coming, I guess. I don't know. This happens twice. That's why I say that. Mm -hmm. And then she ends up scurrying out the bathroom window while Shane again keeps fighting him. And then gets murdered. So Danny and Henry had actually left the cannery to go find Abby because they didn't want her to just go alone. And they find her just staring at her dad and staring at Wakefield. As soon as they show up, Wakefield runs. She tries to take a gun and shoot him, but they won't let her. Or should I say Henry won't let her? Which... There's a lot of that sprinkled throughout this where Henry's acting hella weird, Mm -hmm. but everyone's kind of weird. So it's like, uh. so they end up making their way back. They've cut Sheriff Mills down, loaded his body in the back of the truck. They end up making their way back to the cannery to find a dead Shane suspended from the ceiling. Nikki, who's also dead and the girl's completely missing. The girls end up at Sheriff Mills's house hiding in the attic. And then they start going through 
evidence that the sheriff had collected. Shay keeps trying to make Madison not look at gory pictures and things, but homegirl's seen so many dead people at this point. I mean... Yeah, what's the point? And she doesn't want certain people talking to her daughter. I'm like, girl, we got bigger fish. One, your daughter's a fucking liar. Let's, let's address the issue at hand. After hearing the bells at the church go off, the girls and then also Abby, Danny, and Henry make their way to the church thinking that they signaled each other, but turns out that was not the case. They meet up. They end up realizing that Jimmy is missing. He's just gone from the cannery. When they escaped, he was still unconscious. He's not there. Also that the last deputy on the island is dead by the church. So moments later, Sully and Cal enter the church. While everyone's kind of in a group talking, Wakefield sneaks in and grabs Chloe. You're telling me this girl is supposed to be the true crime buff, right? Everyone knows whenever someone comes up behind you and grabs you by the mouth, you scream. Even if they tell you not to, you scream. She didn't scream? You're telling me she did not put up a fight enough to alert anyone else in the room? What was going down? Unless he chloroformed her, but even then, there's a there's a second that yeah. And when he dropped her in the grate, she wasn't out of it. No, no. He might have had a knife to her throat or something, but I think I might have taken the risk of having a cool ass scar. That's what I'm saying. At least if I get stabbed there, maybe someone can apply pressure. So moments later, Jimmy enters the church after hearing the bells, and the group decides to split up to block off the exits to the tunnel that Wakefield is using to get around the island. Because while the girls were up in Sheriff Mills's attic, mm-hmm. they find floor plans for tunnels around the island. They want to block off all the exits, thinking that they can trap Wakefield in the tunnel. Danny and Sully are assigned to block off the tunnels that lead into the Wakefield in through that pantry and as they're boarding it up Wakefield comes up trying to bang his way through they shoot at him a couple times of course can't hit the fucker and he goes off and they decide you know if this was the other way around they would want their friends to come help them so they break down the boards and they enter the tunnels to try and help their friends well out in the woods Cal finds manages to find uh, and rescue Chloe while Abby and Henry are off chasing Wakefield. Moments after rescuing her, Cal finally proposes to her. Then Wakefield shows up. The two of them try to run away, but they're caught on a bridge with a gate in the middle of it and a really tall fence. I guess that bridge is almost, think of it more of as a dam, right? Yeah. Well, it was kind of actually like a giant pipe with a walkway on top of it that was yeah. like gated and then there was a divider gate in the middle with barbed wire over the top so they couldn't just shimmy up and over. They mm-hmm. had to go out on the side of the pipe and then like swing around this big thing. Yeah. Wakefield's coming up and they're basically stuck at this dead end and Cal's trying to get Chloe to do what you just described, climb over the fence and around mm-hmm. and she's not really capable of doing so. Cal tries to fight Wakefield off and is unsuccessful. He kills him and he throws him off the bridge. Wakefield's staring at Chloe trying to figure out what she's going to do and she tells him, you can't have me. And then she jumps off the pipe bridge thing uh, to-, to her death. <laughs> fucking Wakefield's face of like what the fuck and then literally was me. Me too Wakefield. What the fuck is this bitch on? (laughs) Yeah. She jumped off to her death to to join Cal. It cuts back over to the sheriff's house where Shay and Madison stayed behind and as you mentioned Sly, Shay's been telling Madison not to read any of the Wakefield stuff and she looks over and sees that Madison's reading something and she said, I told you not to read any Wakefield stuff. She said, I'm not. I'm reading a file. The sheriff had a file on someone else we know. The camera pans over and we see that it's a mugshot and some like newspaper clippings on Jimmy getting arrested in Seattle. Yes, which is our first red, well not our first red herring, but our first real red herring like coming into this. 
Yeah. Uh, notable deaths in this episode. Nikki, rest in peace. She was a cool bitch. Shane, he dead as fuck. The last deputy on the island, Cal and Chloe. I loved Cal. I hated this. He deserved to live. They both did. Yeah. I did like that Sully, and you you made a comment, and I feel like Sully at least confirmed it afterwards, that Sully and Cal really bonded when they went on that, like, trying to find the boat together thing. I could definitely see your take on why, because Cal has a hot girl and Sully wants to fuck her. Like, why is this? It's just because it, at some point, Sully realized that Cal and Chloe really loved each other, and he was jealous of that. We'll be right back after a quick break. Stoner Chicks. We're four friends who met through comedy and bonded through weed. I'm Grace Penzel. I'm Kayla Teal. I'm Stephanie Thompson. I'm Phoebe Richards. If you love smoking weed and laughing with your friends, this podcast is for you. Weekly episodes will drop on Fridays starting April 2nd. So subscribe now to Stoner Chicks wherever you get your podcasts. Coming to your favorite podcatcher soon. Episode 12, Gasp. So after witnessing the deaths of Cal and Chloe, Henry and Abby, because they're kind of standing up, it's all through the woods. So every twist and turn, you can kind of see other things going on. They're up on a, a higher vantage point and they can see everything. So they're off to go find Wakefield. Danny acts as bait to lure Wakefield out. I guess it works. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because Sully, Sully and Danny are still are walking around through the woods. They decide to split up, even though it doesn't make sense. And then you even went, why are they splitting up? I'm like, they said they could cover more ground. I don't know. And then, yeah, it was so Danny could act yeah. as bait. It lures Wakefield out according to plan. And when it comes to killing him, Abby can't do it. Instead, she knocks him out with the butt of her gun. Fucking dumb. And... Uh, we see Henry and we see Henry and Danny and possibly Sully take off their belts. And I thought we were going to get some fun action in the woods, Mm -hmm. but they use it to, uh, act as like a, yeah, as a handcuffing situation. Which works out real well for them. (laughs) Carry him out to the police station where they lock him up. After Henry locks Wakefield into the cell, he leaves to go find Trish and Jimmy where they were supposed to be sitting at, at the last tunnel entrance where Madison was found that, manhole cover i really liked how they ended the episode where jimmy looks super suspicious trying to get the gun away from trish i don't understand that now because she was falling asleep with a loaded gun like with her hand like on a loaded gun you don't sleep with a loaded fucking gun right but why did he go down why did he leave her in the car alone why did he go down to the bluffs just to go look i guess yeah i never there was no closure on that oh well he did see a freighter so they were too late when getting back to where see where it went so yeah when henry eventually gets to the car the car is empty so henry doesn't know where trish and jimmy have wandered off to so while at the station shay tells the group that sheriff mill suspected jimmy of being a wakefield copycat causing the group to analyze all of jimmy's previous behaviors and brushes with death him getting out of that explosion being delivered to them even though sheriff mills said that he traded his life life for jimmy's and that wakefield came to the cannery and left him alone asleep on the couch yeah i could understand why it looks sus but they had made a deal Mm -hmm. john got his big fish he was gonna leave jimmy alone but after sheriff mills is dead what does it matter you know what i'm saying hey listen he might be a murderer but he's good to his word You think murderers lie? What the fuck? <laughs> I'm a serial killer. You thought I was honest or didn't lie? Or what was it? What, yeah. what, what did he say? 
It was like serial killer and you thought I didn't lie or I wouldn't lie. Something like that. Anyways, so yeah, they're all thinking it's Jimmy now and Abby cannot be convinced of this because the things that I said were the sheriff was ready to put Abby on a boat like that first night when everything started going down put Abby on a boat with Jimmy and get her the fuck out of there. Why would he send her with who could be a potential murder suspect? He wouldn't. Jimmy comes into the station about this time, seemingly upset that Trish has fallen off a cliff and is stuck. He said that she slipped. No one believes him. (laughs) Wakefield ends up revealing to Abby while he's locked up in the back that she is in fact the reason behind the killings. And that he really loved her mother, uh, which, no, you didn't. This is where it starts getting really fucking stupid. (laughs) He reveals that Abby's mother gave Wakefield's son up for adoption, but Wakefield found him later on in life. So while all this is going down, Jimmy, Henry, and Abby and Sully go off to try to rescue Trish, who they find completely unharmed. She had climbed her way back up the other side. Henry actually pulls a gun on Jimmy. And so does Sully whenever they are in the bottom of where Trish was supposed to have fallen. And Henry is trying to to kill Jimmy, which I said, God damn, this is me playing Among Us right here. Yeah. <laughs> but we see Trish come up the other side of a mountain saying, hey, guys, like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, it was me. I fucked up. I slipped. It wasn't Jimmy's fault. He didn't push me at all. Kind of putting Abby at ease, at least. Trish actually, while she fell into the water, swam up and found a radio in a nearby boathouse. They all go to, with the help of Sully and Jimmy. They are able to contact the Coast Guard, who state that they are sending help. They just don't know when. So back at the station, Shay, Madison, and Danny are playing games when Wakefield escapes from his cell and kills Danny. Slippery little bastard. Yeah, who stayed behind to allow Shay and Madison time to escape. And Frank, there's a quote here of our reaction while Danny is getting murdered. Danny didn't play, man. Brother came to fucking fight. Ah! (laughs) (sighs) Sorry, I can't do this. I can't do this. I'm trying to think of what that thing was. It was like a paper holder, like where you put receipts on it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It was like a receipt holder, I guess. I don't, I don't know why it would be in a sheriff station, but... Ticket reports? Yeah. But it's it's basically like a flat, like cir- like a round circle thing. And it's got a very sharp spike thing in case people don't know. But yeah, it's the thing that yeah. you would see like receipts and stuff go through. I'm sorry for your ear holes. Yeah, maybe Frank will have to do some loudness reduction way down. Yeah. But- <laughs> way down while wandering through the woods jimmy and abby come upon madison and shay and they send madison and shay to safety they give shay their shotgun fuck that i keep that damn shotgun they can go fuck themselves they made it this far yeah they send madison and shay to safety and then they go to find trish and henry they send them to the boathouse yeah as abby and jimmy arrive at the end they find that wakefield has already been there and that henry and trish are missing and frank there's a quote here yeah, I bet you wish you had that shotgun now, huh? Bet you wish you had that shotgun belt now. 
Thanks. So in the meantime, while Shay and Madison are wandering the woods, we actually see that Trish is showering in the candle wig. Henry's being a loving, doting fiance and he got her clothes and he's going to go get everyone else's suitcases so everyone can meet and hang out in one place. Once he comes back with everyone's suitcases, he sees that Trish has gotten dressed, but instead of wearing normal clothes like a normal person, she's in so much grief of everything that's gone wrong. She's actually put her wedding dress on and I called horseshit because you can't put a wedding dress on by yourself. I've been there. <laughs> Trust me, I know. <laughs> Anyways, the two of them end up having sex on the couch in the living room area of this. With the dress on. That's an achievement. Yeah. While the two of them were cuddling post-coitus on the couch, they hear some noises outside. Henry zips up his pants and puts his shoes on and goes out, takes a gun and goes out to go find what he assumes is going to be Wakefield. Henry goes off and then Wakefield busts in and lets himself into the cabin. Trish runs into the bedroom, locks the door, takes a lamp and breaks the window and starts running like crazy. And I said, this is a real Cinderella moment if I've ever seen it because she's got that wedding dress hoisted <laughs> up and she running barefoot through the woods. Ain't gonna get me, Mr. Killer Man. And <laughs> she running, she running, she running. And then she stumbles into Henry and she's so relieved that she's found him. She feels like she's going to be safe. She says, Henry, John Wakefield uh, escaped. And he says, I know, I gave him the key. And she goes, what? Just this isn't funny. Just can be. Just calm as can be, yeah, like, like he just said he bought some muffins this morning. <laughs> yeah. He goes, I gave him the key. <laughs> and she goes, this isn't funny, this isn't funny, this isn't a joke. He's like, it isn't fair, it just isn't fair. You wanted this wedding. And she's like, this isn't, you know, this is some kind of sick joke. I don't think it's, she starts crying. She looks like she's come back down with the flu again. And... Yeah. He finally reveals to her that he's Wakefield's accomplice, that he's actually Wakefield's son, that the Duns adopted him, and they struggle a little. Then he kills Trish with a stab through the side. And it's within this moment that the audience learns that Henry is Wakefield's biological son. And then Wakefield walks up on him and so he says, hi, dad. And Frank, there's a quote here about how Trish went out. Damn, Henry really said, I'm a stabber in the cooter and the heart. Thanks. I mean, at least she got that dick one last time, you know? So, notable deaths this episode. Danny Brooks, who really held his own. He beat the shit out of Wakefield. I thought he was going to win for a second. Mama did a lot of things. Mama didn't raise a bitch. Mm -mm. Uh, also, that poor man, you know he was saying, this is the last time I ever fucking go anywhere with white people. It was the last time he went anywhere with <laughs> white people. <laughs> it was. Poor guy. Fuck. And, of course, Trish. So episode 13, Sigh, which- The finale. Spoiler alert, it's what I did for the, for all of this episode. Sighed a lot. So we start with a flashback right off the top. It's Henry and Abby and they're shown when they were little kids and best friends and playing at Abby's house. Henry's parents come to pick him up and through glances they basically just know what the other one's thinking and they take off running down to the water. While this is happening, we see an exchange glance between Abby's mom and Henry's adopted mom. Just acknowledging each other. She popped this thing out her cooter and gave it away. There. We know. So Abby and Henry end up actually sharing a secret before he goes back to Tacoma on the beach. And this will come into play later. So remember that. Uh-huh. So Wakefield and Henry are discussing the overall plan when they hear Abby approaching. She's been calling out for Henry and Trish like a dumb motherfucker walking through the woods, screaming at the top of her lungs, hey, stab me, Mr. Murder Man, I'm over here. And so they just leave Trish's body laying in the middle of this path and go up to 
I guess, finish plotting out what they're gonna do next. Shay and Madison make it to the boathouse where Sully learns that Wakefield has escaped. He is pissed because he knew he should have shot that motherfucker another time, which always shoot the motherfucker another time. Double tap. Zombieland teaches anything. Then we cut back to Abby and Jimmy and they end up finding Trisha's body. She's laying in the middle of the woods. It's tragic. She's stabbed. She, yeah, she's dead as fuck. Decided to leave her there to find Henry. Jump back and Sully ends up sending Shay and Madison off towards Seattle on a small boat that he finds in the boathouse and they ask why aren't you coming with us and he says I can't leave Henry here by himself and the others you guys go ahead don't stop for anything. So Sully ends up radioing back to the control center saying that there is a small vessel heading their way with two people one woman one child pick them up. About that time Henry walks into the boathouse and overhears this flips like a switch is like oh you know, why don't you go with him? And he's like, man, I couldn't leave you here, bro. You're my bro. It makes me so upset. So right after this, Sully goes into the woods to help Henry quote unquote find Trish. Sully has the gun and is leading this trek. And while they're walking through the woods, Henry just calmly tells Sully everything that he's the killer. Haha, ha, surprise. I'm Wakefield's son. And it was really stupid the way they were doing it, but they were like, yeah. oh, wait, the episode in the the show's almost over, so Henry has to start trying to drop hints. So he yeah. says, Wakefield had an accomplice. It's yeah. not Jimmy, but it's probably his son. His son's probably really angry. Mm-hmm. He would be angry, too. I would be angry. And so he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, sincerely, <sighs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, he was just so over it. And finally, he does say that he is the killer. Sully turns around, does try to shoot him. I'd have tried to shot him earlier. That's another story. <laughs> as soon as that motherfucker started looking sideways, I'd have been like, nope, you did. Boom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> turns out that Henry had taken the shotgun shells out of the gun while Sully was on the radio. So he knew the gun wouldn't shoot. Real Baxter moment here, boys. Yeah. Then stabs him and says that you should have never dogged Trish. Which you killed, Trish. So what in the absolute hell does it matter? Leading the audience to believe that Henry cared for Trish. No. I don't know about you. I mean, I okay, people I care about, yeah, stab them in the cooter. People I don't care, I, I don't stab people in the side. <laughs> like, uh, I, while we were watching this and this, when it finally revealed, I think I said something along the lines of, you say that people are dying like I give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Quoting the Bo Burnham special. Henry, right there. Yeah. It's at this point that... You totally checked out. <laughs> oh, I... Ch yeah. Somewhere through, <laughs> halfway through episode 12 or this one, I checked out. I just was like, this is going to be over soon. It's at this point that Abby and Jimmy then come across Henry, who at this point is alone. And he doesn't seem to believe them when they tell him that Trish is dead. Instead, he runs to the church where they find Trish's body like laid out on the altar. Mm -hmm. There, Abby, Jimmy, and Henry are found by Wakefield. Wakefield attacks Jimmy, who yells for Abby to run. When she leaves the church, Wakefield yells at Henry that Abby is escaping. Jimmy starts connecting the dots and fights off Wakefield while Henry runs to find Abby. Henry catches up to Abby and instead of killing her, kills Wakefield, who is very surprised at this. Abby finally pieces everything together because she is the dumbest motherfucker on the planet and tries to run from Henry, but she is then knocked unconscious. And man, he grabbed her by the back of the head and slammed her onto that forest floor. And would you like to reenact your exact reaction? <gasps> me next! Me next! Me next! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. 
goodness. <laughs> Me next. The scene then completely cuts and shifts to Shay and Madison, who are informed that they are the only survivors other than a handful of locals. Which, again, we never saw these fucking locals. <laughs> that they're the only survivors due to a fire that was caused at the church, and the remnants show that Henry died, Trish died, Abby died, and Jimmy died. So... They think that Wakefield purposefully set the fire, but we know that's not the case because Jimmy threw the flare and yeah, that's what set, sent it up. So then it cuts again to Abby, who is waking up in a house in only her underwear, which I want to open the floor to you. Do you think Henry like assaulted her? No. Okay. This was very controversial when it came out. That's why I asked because a lot of people assumed that he had raped her. No, I don't think so. I get that he wasn't right, but I don't think mm -hmm. that's what it was. He had a very childhood obsession with her. Yes, it was very childlike also. So even though the man is a, an adult and he obviously mm -hmm. is capable of having sex, he had sex with Trish not mm -hmm. 30 minutes ago. <laughs> I don't think he felt that way towards... He felt very possessive over her and mm -hmm. obsessed with her, but I don't think yeah. there was anything sexual with her. Okay. See, I even went back and forth of it making me feel uncomfortable. Oh, I don't like that she woke up in her bra and undies, but... <laughs> okay, I just asked you as, like, a neutral person who wasn't influenced by all that at the time that it came out. I didn't even once think that this would okay. happen. But I will okay. say, while we're talking about it for just a second, she wakes yeah. up and I didn't recognize the room that she's in. Because we mm -hmm. never, we've never seen this place before. And for a second when she gets up and she looks over across the room and there's clothes laid out for her on the dresser, I struggled to remember what she wore in the very first episode and mm -hmm. i thought for a i honestly thought for a solid <laughs> minute i could go wait no no no, wait wait and he went what what are you thinking what are you thinking and i'm sure you thought i was thinking something like oh she got raped or like this happened yeah, <laughs> yeah. i was thinking she was waking up the morning of the day that she was supposed <laughs> to get on the boat to go to harper's island and then all of this has been a nightmare and i was getting ready to hit stop on my record and end our call with no notice <laughs> Because if you had just, it's all a dreamed me in the middle of this, I'd have been fucking done. You wouldn't have been able to contact me. You wouldn't have been able to get a hold of me. I wouldn't have Marco Polo'd you today. I wouldn't have shown you my American Eagle workout clothes haul. Like, I, you would not have heard from me for at least a few days. And the first thing I would have said to you to make contact with you would have been a selfie of me flipping you off. <laughs> I was literally getting so... I was boiling. I was boiling. I don't know the last time I've been that angry. Didn't even happen. <laughs> you were planning 16 fucking weeks in advance for your pettiness. Yeah. <laughs> for something that hadn't even happened. I was like getting ready to go on to bullshit.com or whatever to get actual <laughs> bullshit sent to your house. Like I was getting angry. And then she walked downstairs and I'm like, all right. Sly got lucky this one fucking time. <laughs> This one fucking time. <laughs> oh, so yeah, she gets dressed. She walks downstairs and Henry is just standing there in the kitchen. Asks if she's hungry. Like, it's just a Tuesday, you know. Like, he's a little housewife. Like, she's Ricky Ricardo yeah. who just came home to Lucy who's been slaving yeah. in the kitchen all day. Yeah, he's scrubbed all the toilets and now he's ready to make dinner. She finds Henry and he explains that they were meant to be together in the kitchen. He says that... No one knows they are half-siblings, so that makes everything okay. Oh, I think he was saying no one knows that they're not dead. No, I think his exact words are, no one knows we're brother and sister, so that makes everything okay. Oh, I was pretty certain he was alluding to the fact that even, like, 
Shay thinks he's dead. No one no. knows we're alive. No, it's no one knows that they're half siblings. So it makes it okay. And that's where everyone is like, I gotta go. Uh, <laughs> I'll be in my bunk. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why everyone's eyebrow went up with that comment combined with her waking up not clothed. I didn't get that, but. Okay. I'm just throwing it out there. I got that he wasn't right in the head, but I didn't get any... Incestuousness? No. See, I picked up a little bit of incestuousness, but that's just me thinking the worst of everybody. For her sake, I hope not. Even if he's weirdly in love with her, incestuously in love with her, I still don't think he raped her. Attempting to escape, she ends up actually finding Jimmy, who is tied up. It's kind of like under the house or like in a seller of sorts. Henry explains that he's going to have Jimmy sign a full confession in exchange for keeping Abby safe, which he has no intention of hurting Abby anyway, but Jimmy doesn't know that. Abby's just distraught. She tries to, again, escape. She pulled a screwdriver and stabbed him in the foot. So Henry then ends up getting jealous when Abby finally admits that she loves Jimmy and will never love Henry, and he slaps her. And while on the floor, Abby does take that screwdriver and stab Henry through the foot. After she stabs him in the foot. He ends up getting her again because why wouldn't he? He's long-legged, beautiful man. <laughs> she wakes up in her room again and he says that Jimmy has agreed to sign a full admission to guilt, which I don't know why it matters now because everyone thinks they're dead. But sure, Henry, you crazy motherfucker, I guess. He then locks Abby in her room. She finds a nail and she tries to pick the lock, but she's not able to. And she does know that she will get to see Jimmy one last time. And this is where her plan comes into action. So when she goes down, she takes off Jimmy's gag and kisses him. She's laying on her bed and Henry comes in and that's when Henry tells her. Jimmy's agreed to sign it but he needs to tell you goodbye before he does. And then they're making out for a second and she slips him this nail thing that she tried to pick her lock with but she knows it'll work for handcuffs. Henry of course pulls her back. She then leads him on a chase to distract Henry while Jimmy gets out of his handcuffs. She runs to a cliffside where she tells Henry that she doesn't want to be around him. She doesn't love him. She'll never love him and distraught. He doesn't notice that Jimmy is actually coming up behind him. They have this whole discourse because as Henry ran out, he did grab Wakefield's weapon, his knife sword thing. He says that I can never hurt you, Abby. I love you, Abby. And she says, okay, then what the hell is that knife you're holding? (laughs) Which was really clever because Jimmy's making his way behind Henry. He throws it over the edge of the cliff to show he doesn't want to hurt her. About that time, Jimmy jumps him and they both go off the cliff. So while checking on Jimmy, Henry walks up behind Abby and she stabs him. And his last words are, Abby, I love you. And the last scene we see are Abby and Jimmy bouncing on the waves, going home to wherever the fuck she's from. LA, I guess. LA, yeah. Notable deaths this episode. Sully, Wakefield, Henry Dunn. Last week we talked about survivors. Yeah, and I guess three of the four. Yeah, because you said Shay and Madison and- Abby. So yeah, you got three of the four. I I did not expect Jimmy to make it either though. (laughs) Like, there's no way that man should have made it, (laughs) but- So that's Harper's Island. So in case we weren't clear, the whole quote reason everything happened is Henry was Wakefield and Sarah, Abby's mother, son. We get the vibe that Wakefield was abusive towards Sarah or something. So Sarah gives away the son and the Duns adopt Henry and raise him as their own, except for summers when he stayed with 
Abby's family, including his technically biological mother. Uh-huh. Wakefield came to the island because of Sarah and was hurting people. Uh-huh. And Sheriff Mills had his deputies take care of Wakefield. Wakefield then came back after serving time in prison and extracted his revenge, did the explosion, and then killed six people. And that's when Henry and Wakefield's paths crossed. Yeah, he felt connected to him. Immediately. Then Wakefield ended up tracking him down later. In Tacoma. Yeah, in Tacoma. Sheriff Mills, all those documents of a Wakefield copycat were correct because Wakefield was in those places but it was Henry doing the killing, training him. So he was like really bad Harry from Dexter, like awful, horrific, stupid Harry. <laughs> yeah. Sheriff Mills thought he killed Wakefield because he shot him yeah. and he went off the side of a cliff and just buried someone else out there. Yeah. Which, which I want to know who the fuck he buried. We brought up, I was like, a skeleton doesn't prove anything. I was right. Does not. Also, the crux of all of this was when Abby whispered in Henry's ear, like we talked about at the top of the episode, mm-hmm. That she wished that it could just be the two of them on the island forever. Yeah. Yep. So that set in Henry's mind that he wanted to help his father actually get revenge. He wanted to make it to where it was just he and Abby on this island. So he and his father cooked up this crackpot plan that he would propose to his girlfriend, Trish... Uh And they would plan a wedding to get everyone on the island so Henry and Wakefield could just take everybody out one by one. So it could Mm -hmm. truly just be Henry and Abby on the island. But I think Henry manipulated Wakefield completely because Wakefield had no idea that Abby was going to survive. Abby was supposed to die. Yeah. And then Henry double-crossed Wakefield at the very end to save Abby because that was his plan all along. Mm -hmm. And Gigi is the only (laughs) survivor. So it's it's pretty fucked up. Also, I think Henry was talking about anger and stuff because I guess everyone lied to him. Here's my thing. If your dad's a piece of shit, which I know he didn't think that his dad was a piece of shit, people don't want to burden kids with that shit. I don't agree with it, but it is a thing. Also, he was angry that he was adopted. Yeah, because his mom didn't want him. Bruh, get some good therapy sessions. You'll be okay. She did it for her well-being and your well-being. Everyone went. Yeah, it, it just was... You know, we discussed this when we watched Dexter, that yes, obviously serial killers are a thing. Yes, psychopaths are a thing. And psychopaths are a thing, sociopaths are a thing. I can at least get behind the fantastical like reasoning of Dexter killing people because he witnesses his mother being murdered in front of him and he only murders murderers. Like he goes out of his Mm -hmm. way to vet people to make sure they deserve to die. Because Harry set up a code. Right. I can understand that. I can support that. Fine. I can accept a world in which Dexter exists to kill other killers because he has it in his DNA to kill people. Fine. This bullshit of a woman broke up with this man, so he came to kill every- Well, he came to, I don't know, try and beat her up again, and so he was chased off the island by cops. So he came back to kill everybody and only was able to kill six people before he was shot at. And then reunited with his adult son and they killed everybody. Because the adult son is also crazy and wants to hang out with his half-sister. That's what this fucking show is. When you put it that way, I could believe Wakefield came back to the island to kill Sarah, Sheriff Mills, maybe Abby if he got the chance, and then some other random people that he was pissed about on the island, right? I get that. But yeah, it is pretty far-fetched that this would ever happen. Like, I agree with you. I agree. And you put me through this. His logic isn't sound, but I also could argue the point that psychopaths' logic is never sound. Not to sound like fucking old bitch from the last season of Dexter, but... 
Evelyn, yeah. Evelyn. Fuck Evelyn. God, I'm still mad at her. Vogel. Yeah. Evelyn Vogel. Yeah. Ugh. But yeah. Abby and Jimmy have a lot of trauma bond there, so they should, you know, that that's going to lead to a happy relationship without any problems or b- speed bumps. Now, what I thought was funny is just the fact that they were alluding to that Jimmy was Wakefield's son and they had been making out and stuff. And that's why Sheriff was so against Jimmy. But no, it was just because he was a punk. Anyways. Uh, so... We've still got a, a couple minutes here. You want to share with the listeners how you found Harper's Island roleplay Twitter? Ew, Lord God. Um, I went down a rabbit hole just like trying to find stuff about Harper's Island and that kind of thing. And I stumbled across Harper's Island roleplay Twitter. So there is an Abby. There is a Shane. There's a Henry, even though he is dead. So, like, I don't know why he has a Twitter. Shane's dead. Yeah, I know. I don't know why all these people have Twitters. Jimmy has a Twitter. Kelly has a Twitter. Abby has a Twitter. Did I already say that? I don't know. None of these names matter. All right. So, from the top, make it drop. Abby, Jimmy, Shane, Kelly, JD, Trish, and Henry. So, yeah, there's just all, like, I don't want to say all the cast, but, like, the characters have these Twitter pages and they interact with each other and say things back and forth, like, about what's happening on the show. It was so weird. It was so bizarre, especially because this person subscribed to the theory that Henry assaulted Abby in her sleep and Jimmy clapped back to something Henry tweeted as well. At least I didn't rape my sister. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Which is why I told you, I was like, do not go looking for this because there are tons of spoilers in here. Hey, guess what? Now that I've seen the show, yeah, still not going to go for that Twitter. <laughs> I don't give a shit. It was just so bizarre, man. Anyways, so that was a rabbit hole. I fell down. And then it stopped tweeting in 2008, I think. Because everyone died. Right? <laughs> oh my god. Anyways. That was Harper's Island. So what would you rate it out of five stars? I wish I could shove this microphone up my asshole <laughs> and just deliver a big old nasty fart for you. Uh, <laughs> no, I could not give this a worse rating. Okay. If I tried. So zero stars. Negative. Yeah, I hate I hate. Mm. Okay, you hated it. I would give it a solid four stars. What? I'd watch it again. I've watched it three times now. What the fuck? <laughs> hey, hey sly what the fuck <laughs> if you liked what you heard doubt it you can follow us on twitter and instagram <laughs> at bitchwatchpod. you can follow me on instagram and twitter it's at bean.buttrito on instagram twitter is drop the dot witsy where are you at my twitter is ec <laughs> underscore witsy and then my instagram is witsy 12 w-h-i-t-z-y 12 you can check out our lovely website at bitchwatchpod.com yeah and if you like what you heard you can leave us a five star please a five star uh, rating and review on apple Podcasts or Podchaser. tell your friends about us and yeah. Join us next week as we talk about Sharp Objects. Yes. I I hope you like Sharp Objects better. If you don't like Sharp Objects, I don't know. Because that is a fantastically shot, written, acted show. Mm -hmm. It is not supposed to be campy. It is very serious. And it's like my favorite book. But anyways, I will do a call to action here. Because if you hated this show, tweet at us and let us know. If you loved this show... Keep your mouth shut. Let us know. Woodsy goes and deletes them before I can see them on the bitch watch page. If you hated this show and you resonate with everything I said about it, hit us up on Twitter, you know, at the bitch watch pod. If you loved this show, I want you to DM slide directly. Do not bring that negativity (laughs) into where I'm going to see it. (laughs) Get fucked.
Get fucked. She can retweet it if she wants. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm so tempted to re-edit this episode to where it's just, I loved this show. <laughs> I don't think I said the L word at all, so good luck. I'll find it. I'll deep fake it. I don't give a fuck. But yeah, just remember to make good choices. Or don't and be smart about it. <laughs> bye. Don't watch the show. Bye. Ah! Watch the show. Okay, bye. Two bitches, yeah. Two bitches, two bitches. Just watching TV. <laughs> Bitch.